Hey, Remar Nurses, welcome to Winning Wednesday. And let me tell y'all this, if you've been following me, you know that I'm on the West Coast and life is lifing on the West Coast, 100%. Like it is just so crazy here. Um, <laughs> the time difference is insane. Like, you you know, I'm on nine o'clock and it's like, no, it's not nine o'clock, it's six o'clock, which is like now. <laughs> um, but I'm here for the National Student Nurses Association. They're having a convention um, that starts this week. So if you are coming to that convention, come to my booth. I have a special gift for every Remar nurse that I meet in San Diego. And I've never had it before. So I can't wait if you're at the convention to see you guys all here. But no excuses, always keeping our schedule. So Winning Wednesday is happening now. We're going to do cortical steroids, and this is a pharmacology review. And what I love about cortical steroids is that this is a medication that is so commonly given, whether, you know, you're a newborn, right? This is a medication that you can give, you know, even before birth, all the way up until the geriatric population. So definitely take notes. Um, this medication and this topic is also in your quick facts book for you to study as well. So let's dig into it. Now, I want to start with a review of corticosteroids. So um, take a second, like the Facebook page, like the YouTube page, because we have some special things coming up. And let's get into our review. The first question, I don't even want to go this one. Let me let me do this. This is it right here. When we talk about corticosteroids, where do they come from naturally in the body? If we were to do pathophysiology and we were just to talk about anatomy and we were just to talk about where does it all start, where do we find what gland is producing our corticosteroids? What is it? Shout out to everybody watching from all over. I got the cortisol gland. Close close, close, close. This gland does produce cortisol, but it's not called the cortisol gland. What kind of gland is it called? Great job. It's called the adrenal gland. So um, again, if you don't have any of the Remar products, if you don't have quick facts or you're not in V2, get out a piece of paper and take these notes. So cortical steroids are, they are produced in the adrenal gland. Now, are they produced in the adrenal medulla, the inside, or are they produced in the adrenal cortex, the outside? And this is very important for you to know if you don't know. Okay. These are produced in the adrenal cortex. Okay. The adrenal cortex. Now, this is very important because look at the name. It's called a what? It's called a corticosteroid. So can you remember that this hormone is produced in the adrenal cortex? Yes, absolutely, you can, you can. And that's a great way to remember that. So when we talk about the, uh, the adrenal gland and how it produces certain hormones, we know that the hormones have a function in the body. So why would we give a cortical steroid? What is a cortical steroid gonna do to the body? Is it going to suppress the body or is it going to give the body a boost, right? And, and let me just say this. Anytime we're dealing with the adrenal gland, we know that we are trying to give the body a, a boost, a push, right? Because the adrenal gland also 
Mm -hmm. The adrenal gland also produces hormones such as epinephrine. Okay, so this is the same gland that is producing the cortical steroid. This is the same one that is producing epinephrine. So we give cortical steroids to help the body during times of stress, right? So when the body is stressed, the adrenal glands kick in, right? They give us that adrenaline. They give us that epinephrine. They give us that cortical steroid. But we learned in nursing school that there are conditions where these corticosteroids are not going to be effective. They are not going to give the, the patient a boost. And so I want us to kind of think about, before we get into the lecture, I want you to try to make the connection. I want you to try to make the jump of why this corticosteroid that can give the body a boost would not be helpful in certain conditions. Okay, that's how you pass NCLEX. We're going to do some critical thinking. So what I'm about to do is I'm about to present some, um, I'm about to present some conditions, and I want you to tell me why we would not give cortical steroids. So the first condition, why don't we give cortical steroids during infections? What is it about the cortical steroid? that is not great for our patients who have an infection. No clipboard. So this is my replacement of the clipboard. This is what I would write on the clipboard if I had it today, okay? So what is it about the, um, what is it about the cortical steroid that we don't give it during infections? Oh, I love this. Delayed wound healing. Yes, great job. So cortical steroids suppress the immune system. Mm, yeah, they suppress the immune system. And so um, specifically, what? Specifically what? This is important for you to know too, because if you have a patient on a cortical steroid and you're looking at their blood work, and we know that the um, immune system is is it suppressed? What number, what number, or let me ask you this, what part of the immune system is going to be increased, okay? Or decreased, I should say. Mm. What are we gonna see? Yes, the white blood cell count, okay? So corticosteroids affect the lymphocytes and that is going to cause immunosuppression. What about diabetes? If our patient has diabetes mellitus, why would we think corticosteroids would be contraindicated? Okay. We don't want to give corticosteroids to patients with diabetes mellitus because of what? Because diabetes uh -huh, mellitus has an increase in blood glucose levels. And then also, great comment the corticosteroids can increase blood sugar levels. This is how you're a safe Remar nurse, just being able to have the knowledge, okay? Just being able to have a knowledge that if you give a certain medication, the pharmacology can affect the patient's condition and make it worse. So if that new doctor, that intern, prescribes a corticosteroid for a patient with ulcers, what are we gonna tell that doctor? What are we going to say to that doctor? We're going to say, well, I'm wondering why you prescribe corticosteroids for a patient with ulcers because 
corticosteroids can increase what? They can increase gastric ulcers, okay? Even gastric ulcers. Great job. Okay, so I'm getting your brains thinking. I'm getting your brains turning. And this is going to prepare you for the lesson that's about to come. And more importantly, the questions that I have for you at the end of this lesson. But we're starting to see how much we know and can we make the connection? Okay, so the final thing I want to know, do you know this before I give you the answer? Osteoporosis. You have an elderly female client. She has osteoporosis, but the doctor has prescribed her a steroid medication for her, say for her asthma. Okay, for her asthma or a steroid medication because uh, of, of something else. She just has a steroid. What are we worried about? Osteoporosis and corticosteroids. What do corticosteroids break down that is a no, no, no? Because I, I see here a lot of people saying, well, corticosteroids, um, bone loss, bone loss, but don't just tell me bone loss. What specifically, I need you to know what specifically about the cortical steroid is going to cause bone loss. And this will help you think about it and in other ways too. Because cortical steroids, what they do is they break down what? They break down protein, okay? Cortical steroids break down protein. So we see them breaking down muscles typically. So patients who have, patients who are on steroids for a long time and they develop Cushing's syndrome, right? They don't have a lot of muscle mass because those steroids are breaking down the muscles. So muscle is a protein. Now, in our bones, did you know that a lot of our bone is made up of collagen, which is also a protein? So the, the cortical steroids break down the collagen in the bone. And that does, yes, that does make the bones weaker. So if our patient has osteoporosis, we're gonna question if they need a medication that is breaking down protein systemically, okay? All right, great job, what a great review. All right, now let's get into the formal lesson. And uh, let's see if you guys have any questions during this lesson. So I went here. I started, let me go back here, actually, with this side. When a doctor orders corticosteroids, these are synthetic drugs that mimic the effects of the natural producing hormone in the body. And so primarily, corticosteroids are given to regulate inflammation and also the immune response, also the immune response. If you pass NCLEX and I missed your testimonial, please put it up because I want to, I want to spotlight it. I think I have one here. Here we go. Winning Wednesday, Remar Nurse Regina. Thank you so much. I received my unofficial results um, last two days and said, Pat. I took my NCLEX RN last October 28th, 2023. Thank you, Lord. Shut down 85. I can, I will. I've passed NCLEX RN Jed from Phil, Jed from Philadelphia, East Coast, 
representing. Um, congratulations. Nurse Joseph says this, and you guys keep on keep on doing the congratulations. They're so nice. Uh, hi, Miss Regina. I'm officially a Remar nurse. You guys know that's my favorite sentence to read. I'm officially a Remar nurse by the grace of God on October 26th with 85 questions. Oh, that's the minimum. You are a godsend. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much for joining uh, the Remar family and also letting us know that you did pass your NCLEX. Congratulations. We have many nurses right now who are congratulating you with the hope that they too will be passing very soon. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay. Let's, um, let me do this. So corticosteroids are steroid hormones. They're either again, produced by the body or they're synthesized artificially. And it's such a blessing that we're able to um, mimic what the body can do. And so systemic corticosteroids, uh, they're going to be administered orally or by injection, and they are dispersed throughout the body. That's what makes them systemic. Corticosteroids that are given in the eyes, ears, nose, um, topically on the skin, or those that are inhaled are not included. And so although these small doses can be absorbed in the body, they don't affect the body systemically. Meaning if a patient puts on, essentially if a patient puts on a topical cortical steroid, we're not going to expect that patients to get Cushing syndrome. Okay. Now there are other categories of cortical steroids and in pharmacology, this is what makes this this specific drug very confusing because when instructors present the medication to you, they don't ascend, they try to break these up <laughs> and teach them to you. But essentially all cortical steroids are going to kind of produce the same kind of effects. So what we were talking about, increasing the blood sugar, suppressing the immune system, they all do this. They all do this. So I find for NCLEX, you don't have to know uh, specifically the difference between a mineral corticosteroid and a glucocorticosteroid. You don't have to know the difference between those, but you do have to know um, how to evaluate a patient that is on them, especially long-term. And you do have to understand the principles of a patient coming off of this medication, okay? And so DHEA, glucocorticosteroid, and mineral corticosteroid are all other types of corticosteroids that are produced where? In the adrenal, it tells us in the name, cortex, in the adrenal cortex. How does this medication work? How is it effective for the body? Well, a high overview is this, everyone. Corticosteroids can decrease inflammation. They decrease the inflammation response. So think about what kind of disease process is that going to be helpful for? What type of patients need to have, mm, what type of patients need to have their immune system suppressed? Who do we expect to have a cortical steroid given to when we're talking about decreasing an inflammation response? 
Well, I think the biggest one, I see some people here saying rheumatoid patients. That's good. I like that. What else? Lupus. Yeah, I think lupus. COPD. Mm -hmm. We do see cortical steroids given to COPD patients. We do. Is in an in, inhaler, right? Uh, what else do we have? Autoimmune. Yep. There's one that I was looking for that I haven't seen. And this patient who is given a cortical steroid will probably be on it for the rest of their life. Ah, organ recipients. Yes, that's, that's what I was thinking. Patients who have uh, organ transplantation. Yeah, good job. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, you guys are going. So um, what about this? Um, cortical steroids also stimulate protein breakdown. And I talked about this with osteoporosis, but one of the reasons why uh, cortical steroids, they can bring up the blood sugar, patients with diabetes, because when you break down protein, uh, it breaks down into amino acids because that's what make up protein. And then those amino acids, when they break down, they break down into sugar. So that's how steroids give your body a boost because your body has all this available sugar that it can use for energy. And it's the same as eating a bag of what Skittles or what, what other kind of candy, Sour Patch Kids, mm, right? Uh, it gives your body now all this available sugar. And so you're on a like a high because of it. Also, we know that corticosteroids, they suppress the immune system. They suppress the immune system. So we're going to see the lymphocytes uh, affected because of that. And this is good, good content right here. The metabolism of corticosteroids is going to be taken care of by the liver. Uh, the half-life is about an hour. And this medication will be excreted through the urine, through the urine. All right. We have another testimonial. Um, very big thank you to God Almighty. And of course, and of course, you and Mike, I think you mean Mark. Um, I passed NCLEX on 10-26-23. So just, uh, just last month, I passed with what I think was 86 questions, but it must have been 85. That's okay if you don't know it. Um, the one question uh, could have done it. It could have done it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my goodness. I am, I am so happy for you. I'm so happy for you, Joyce. And listen, I definitely, I definitely have so many. Um, I, I think I'm thinking for Thanksgiving, we can have a, a, a Remar nurse Thanksgiving parade where we could just read these testimonials. Cause we've had so many, we've had so many um, this year in 2023 that I just want to spotlight everybody's story because it is absolutely phenomenal how you guys are passing this exam. It's amazing. And so we can give cortical steroids to replace something that is missing. I saw a comment about adrenal corticoid insufficiency, Addison's disease. Check this out. This is a condition in the V2 that I talk about when a patient does not have enough steroids in their body, we do have to replace those steroids. So Addison's disease is one. Another one is um, congenital adrenal hyperplasia that we would also be replacing the steroid for. Systemic treatment with corticosteroids are going to be conditions and just see if you can 
kind of make the connection of what the corticosteroid is doing for each disease. So for asthma, we know it is going to decrease inflammation. It's going to open up the vessels, right? Um, autoimmune diseases, also going to do what? Decrease that inflammation, okay? So MS, vitiligo, uvitis, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, lupus, all right? So those are all inflammation conditions. Yep. Acute exacerbation of COPD. What is that corticosteroid going to do? Organ transplantation. We need immunosuppressive actions in that, in that situation. And guess what? We can also give corticosteroids during preterm delivery because they are going to allow that fetal lung maturity to improve very quickly. So we are doing a good review on corticosteroids tonight. Corticosteroids, how are they given? Corticosteroids can be given many ways. You can get them intravenously, intramuscular. PO means what? Rectally and ocularly, okay? Um, systemic inflammation, they are going to treat chronic pain, autoimmune disease, respiratory infections, and pneumonia. The topical corticosteroids are going to treat conditions such as dermatitis, rashes, eczema, and insect bites. Inhaled corticosteroids are going to be for chronic asthma, okay, nasal polyps, rhinitis, and COPD. This is uh, a, a list of conditions that I expect you to at least know the definitions of. What does dermatitis mean? What is eczema? What is rhinitis? What is chronic asthma? Okay, so when you're when you're hearing these terms, if there is something that you don't know, this is the opportunity while we're in a study session for you to write it down and look it up later. Because if you don't know what eczema is tonight, you may not take another opportunity to look it up later. And then when you see it on your NCLEX exam, it will be uh, it will be <laughs> it will be so devastating because you had the opportunity to look it up the first encounter, okay? So it's very important for us to take accountability during these study sections, and that means looking up something that you don't know, looking up something that you don't know. Um, topical, again, uh, these are side effects the patient might have. It may thin out the skin, so you want to rotate, and you don't want to use these long-term. These medications can also create skin lesions, and if you're using them on your face, they can produce an acne response. If you are injecting these corticosteroids, you have to be careful because they can um, affect the skin at the injection site. Skin thinning, loss of color in the skin, and sometimes intense pain near the injection site. Facial flushing, insomnia, corticosteroids, stimulate the central nervous system. So they can cause um, some in irritability, insomnia. And we talked about high blood sugar. We talked about high blood sugar as well. Ah, I want to go over um, the complications of long-term steroid use. And I'm talking about um, patients who have to have this medication for the rest of their life. 
Okay, so the patient with Addison's disease, um, you know, they may need to have this organ transplantation. You're going to be on a steroid for a very long time. So these are the these are the clinical presentations that we are to expect, and we are to educate our patients on. So let's go over them, and we tried to make it easy by having all of them start with an S, the letter S. Okay, so sugar, you understand now hyperglycemia is something that our patients, particularly those with diabetes mellitus and a corticosteroid, they're gonna be a battle. Osteoporosis, you understand that corticosteroids break down protein and that is going to be the collagen in the bone is going to create osteoporosis effects. Stomach ulcers, Yes, these, these medications, they, they have the inset-like effect of irritating the GI tract. Decrease in immunity, and this is very important because if your patient already has an infection and we put them on a corticosteroid, it can make them become septic because they don't have the immune system to fight off the current infection. And so it, it allows that bacteria uh, or fungus to overtake the patient. These medications can also cause some mental effects that are negative, like depression and make the patient sad. Salt and water retention um, is, is also to be expected when you have an increased circulation of steroids. It decreases the sexual libido in our male and female patients. Uh, swollen. As a patient retains water, okay, and sodium, they will notice some water gain, some weight gain. And corticosteroids can also affect the site and put a patient at risk for cataracts. So many, many complications of this medication. However, when it is prescribed, the benefits always outweigh the risks. So, so, what are some precautions? Well, oral thrush is a condition that can develop if our patient is taking a, um, if our patient is taking a corticosteroid. So what we do is we instruct the client to do what? Rinse their mouth after taking corticosteroids to reduce the risk of contracting a possible fungal infection from candidiasis, okay? Allergies, before we give a patient any medication, you always want to ask them if they've ever had an, an allergic or an unusual reaction to that medication, okay? Definitely corticosteroids can be one of them. Infections. Children who contract chickenpox or measles may experience more severe cases because again, the immune system is depressed. So if a patient asks, you know, is already actively having chicken pox, then we don't necessarily want to put them on a corticosteroid. Breastfeeding. There's some controversy with corticosteroids because early on in pregnancy, they are known to cause, and I'm thinking early on, like the first 12 weeks, they're known to cause uh, fetal defects in the heart rhythm, um, just abnormalities in that fetus. So early on in pregnancy, corticosteroids are not usually recommended. However, after a woman 
hits like 30, 36, 37 weeks, you see them being given more, right? Um, and so, however, when it comes to breastfeeding, corticosteroids do pass through the breast milk. And so they may cause issues in a baby that is developing. So the doctor has to definitely consider the reasons why he would prescribe corticosteroids for a breastfeeding mother. And then you guys need to know, check this out. Um, corticosteroids can lower the effectiveness of some medications while increasing the potency of others. And so the client should give their doctors a list of all medications during consultation. If you have quick facts, um, everything you need to know about corticosteroids is in that book. So the nursing interventions, this is your responsibility right here. When you are given a corticosteroid, you need to assess the client's respiratory status. Very important for you to do that. Also, educate the client. All right, educate the client on the expected side effects. Administer bronchodilators as prescribed. Administer corticosteroids as prescribed. And so there is a specific order that I want you guys to be giving these medications. I've taught you it and I want you to know it. Monitor the vital signs, assess for side effects and allergic reactions provide comfort measures to our patients who are on this medication and document and report. Very important to do that. Okay, hear me out very carefully. If you're watching this live, I have over 900 nursing students watching this live. Let me know if you are either in my V2 or if you're in the free trial. There are two places that you are if you are watching this live. Are you in the V2 or are you in the free trial? Right now, take one second and just let me know which one are you in, okay? Because this, everything that we do on Mondays and Wednesdays is to help support you during your process of preparing for NCLEX. And so I kind of want to get a feel of who we are teaching on Winning Wednesdays and Monday Motivations, okay? On, and Monday Motivations. So I see a lot of people here are in the V2. Is there anybody here in the free trial? If you don't know how to get the free trial, it's very easy. Just go to remarnurse.com, okay? And get in the free trial. Just make sure you're in the RN or the PN, okay? RN and the PN. Okay, so I have most of the Remar nurses right now seemingly, I don't know, you're in the V2, okay? Jonathan, you gotta get in one of them. You gotta get in V2 or free trial because you're here for the class, okay? So what it says to me, if somebody is, um, if they're showing up to classes like this, what it says to me is that you are looking, you are serious about passing NCLEX and you are looking for something. And I don't even know if you, if you have a review already, but if you're having a review already, but you're showing up to my class, then that means that you're still looking. Something is missing that you're out here looking for. All right. And so I want you to give it a try. All right, I don't know what you're doing right now, but try the V2, try the V2. What's this say? Keisha, hi Keisha. I took my NCLEX RN, I took my NCLEX RN on Friday, 10-27-23. I passed on my first try, been an LPN for 22 years. Oh my goodness. I, um, that's phenomenal right there. 22 years, oh my goodness. 
I thank God, all glory goes to God, Regina and Mark, Remar family. I use Quick Facts V2. I'm a Remar nurse. Oh my goodness. 22 years. And listen, let me tell you, this is a miracle because when you have been a practicing nurse for that long, number one, it's very hard for you to go back to school and become a student again, because nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to be working and then go back to being a student again. So the fact, Keisha, that you did that and you passed and got through all of the RN schooling, which can be a headache, um, that's, that's amazing. And then on your first try, you pass the NCLEX RN, the next gen using V2. Listen, you're either in V2 or you're in the free trial. That's all I have to say, because the testimonials blow my mind, blow my mind. And, and the, the difference is, you know, you have a plan and it doesn't take long because I want I want to ask those of you who maybe don't have anything. How long have you been studying for NCLEX? Don't even tell me. You just think about it yourself. Those of you who are not in nursing school and you've been out of nursing school, how long have you been studying for this test? Okay. Because I, I, can, I can show you that most of the subjects you need to study are like nine minutes to master for NCLEX. Nine minutes, 12 minutes. So how long have you been studying? All right, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. These are these are so good. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, ooh, Nurse Teresia. Hello, Professor Regina. I took my NCLEX for the sixth time on October 28th. And I passed in 150 questions after having just four seconds left. <laughs> what? What are you like a buzzer? What? A buzzer beater. Um, thank you. I am a registered nurse. Six times, huh? Six times. Wow. I don't know what to say. I'm just, y'all, did y'all see this? You didn't give up and you didn't give up and all wait till the end. I'm so happy. Somebody asked me, does it matter how many questions you pass with? I, I got this message on TikTok. Does it matter if you pass with 75 questions or you pass with all of the questions? And my response literally was this, you passed. So it doesn't matter how many questions you passed with. You got the result that you were looking for. And that's what it's all about. Because I promise you, no patient is ever going to ask you, how many questions did you pass NCLEX in? They're not going to ask you that. They're going to see those letters behind your name. And that's going to be good enough for them. Okay? So let it be good enough for you. Let it be good enough for you. So I love her testimonial. <laughs> uh, Millicent says, oh my goodness, too long. I need to go back for testing. Yes, yes. If you've been studying for this test for, uh, you know, three months, six months, six years, okay? Um, let's see how we can get you on track and get you with your license. Love it. Okay, let's go here. Here's our first question. Here we go. Question number one says this, almost a thousand nurses. That's question number one. Where do you guys come from all over the planet? I love it. A nurse is caring for a client who has been prescribed long-term cortical steroid therapy. The nurse understands that cortical steroids can cause which of the following adverse effects? Number one, hypotension. Two, hypokalemia. Three, hyperglycemia. Four, hypocalcemia. Here we go. Here we go. I got nurses from the Philippines in the house. Good morning. Good morning. 
this is straight up content. This is straight up content. So if you fail to get this one correct, you got to go back and take a look at this subject again. Okay. Correct answer. Number three, hyperglycemia. Corticosteroids can disrupt glucose metabolism by increasing blood glucose levels. Okay. They can increase insulin resistance. So this impairs the body's ability to even process that glucose effectively. All right. And so this can create, uh, promote gluconeogenesis, which is essentially the production of glucose from non-carbohydrate sources, such as proteins and lipids. And so we know this as the glucocorticoids break down protein, more blood sugar is released. And so this can lead to elevated blood sugar levels Question number two says this. Okay. A client is prescribed a short course of cortical steroids. What should the nurse educate the client about regarding the timing of medication administration? Ah, critical thinking, because I didn't tell you this. Okay, number one, take the medication on an empty stomach. Two, take the medication with food. Three, take the medication at bedtime, or take the medication with a glass of grapefruit juice. I love it. I'm challenging you guys. What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it about the timing of corticosteroids? Let's talk about this for a second. Do we want to take this medication, number one, on the empty stomach, Take it with food is number two. Take the medication at bedtime. Or four, take the medication with a glass of grapefruit juice. Correct answer. Number two, take this medication with food. Remember, corticosteroids can cause ulcers. They can cause gastric ulcers. And so because of this, we want to take this medication with food. Now, also remember, do we give corticosteroids in the morning or at bedtime? And think about why. Correct answer is we give corticosteroids when a patient first wakes up. When a patient first wakes up, because remember, the most stressful thing that you do for your body all day, some people may argue, but for your body all day is wake up in the morning. That's the most stressful thing that you do because you're sleeping, you're in a state of rest. And then when your alarm goes off, you got to get up, okay? You start moving around, your brain starts firing off. What do I have to do today? I'm late for clinicals. I got to go to, I, like I have. And so your body is just like all systems go. And so naturally you have the most cortisol in the morning to give you that boost. So patients who don't have enough cortisol in their body, when they wake up, they're lethargic, they're tired, they're like foggy in their mind. And so they need, they need that 6 a.m. They need that 6 a.m. medication. And actually we wake them up like, hey, get up, take this, right? That's what nurses do first thing in the morning. So our patients need corticosteroids in the morning. They need to take them with food. Remember that. Okay, here we go. Question number three. Question number three. 
a client is prescribed oral corticosteroid medication. The nurse should instruct the client to, number one, suck on hard candy after tasting the med after taking the medication to avoid bitter aftertaste. Okay. Two, crush the tablets and mix them with water for administration. <laughs> Three, stop taking the medication immediately if side effects occur. Four, take the medication with a full glass of water. What say if you read more nurses? This is education, okay? Anytime the nurse is instructing something, it is education. RNs and PNs need to know this. Number four, taking the medication with a full glass of water because this will help that the medication is properly swallowed and also the, the, the risk for irritation to the esophagus if the medication is dissolving in the esophagus, not in the stomach, okay? Um, and so the other choices are just not right because sucking on hard candy may not mask the bitter taste, crushing the tablet may change how it is uh, functioning, stopping the medication abruptly, okay? Stopping the medication abruptly is also not something that we should do. And I am going to ask you a question about stopping the medication abruptly. So here it is. A client prescribed corticosteroid therapy should be educated about the importance of gradually tapering the medication in order to prevent what? So I saw in the comments, a lot of you are like, you got to taper it, you got to taper it. But tell me why, what are we trying to prevent? Is it number one, adrenal insufficiency? Two, rebound hyperglycemia? Three, hypertension? Or four, hypotension? Mm. <laughs> and what I love about NCLEX is that you can have more than one answer right sometimes, but only one is NCLEX right. And with NCLEX right, it means it's the highest priority. So I see some answers coming in and we are divided, meaning, you know, we don't all have the same answer. So that's okay because somebody's going to learn something here. Correct answer on the screen. This is the one that I was looking for. This is the most right answer and it is adrenal insufficiency. That is the one thing that is the most important. And even if you have a list of other conditions that the patient may have, right? that adrenal insufficiency is the primary reason that they were probably on the cortical steroid in the first place. And so we need to understand that yes, the adrenal crisis that can happen, okay? The adrenal crisis that can happen when your patient does not have enough cortisol is, can be deadly, okay? And so you have to be able to pick this out, out of amongst of, like out of a, a group of distractors like this, especially me putting that rebound, because typically when we abruptly stop doing something, it creates a rebound effect, right? And so I put that on there because I knew it would snag somebody. I was just trying to get somebody to pick number two. And I did, I got a lot of people to pick it, but you always have to be able to prioritize the assignment at hand. 
All right. Um, and so let me just read this. Prolonged or high dose corticosteroid therapy can suppress what? The natural production of cortisol by the adrenal gland. So if you're giving that to your body, then the body's like, I don't have to make it. Why do I have to make, you know, why do I have to make a steroid when I'm being fed a steroid? It's the same thing with oxygen. Sometimes, you know, we put oxygen on our patient for so long and then the body's like, hey, why are we working so hard? We're getting oxygen, <laughs> okay? So you have to be careful when we're giving, especially this medication because the adrenal glands will just shut down, okay? Uh, and so anyways, the abrupt discontinuation of corticosteroids can lead to adrenal insufficiency. And this is gonna be characterized by fatigue, weakness, weight loss, low blood pressure, and electrolyte imbalances, okay? So if I got you this time, believe me, the next time you see it, you won't fall for it. And that's how we know that we're learning. That's how we know that we're learning. Okay, here we go. Question number five is this. A client with severe allergic rhinitis, okay, is prescribed intranasal corticosteroid spray. The nurse should instruct the client to, here we go, number one, administer the spray with the head tilted backwards. Two, blow the nose vigorously before administering the spray. Three, use the spray more frequently during allergy season. Four, Avoid touching the nasal passage with the spray nozzle. Well, which one are we going to instruct the client to do? I love it. I love it. Remar nurses, on a winning Wednesday, we have assembled a class of 900, almost 1,000. Let me not shortchange it. Okay, we're just 15 more away from 1,000. Share the video. I know it's the end, but just share the video so we get to 1,000 tonight. It's a beautiful thing that we're learning. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, well, we want to teach this patient. I see, um, so between one and four here. If you get it down to those two, the correct answer, you were really close. The correct answer ah, is number four. Avoid touching the nasal passages with the spray nozzle. And the reason why this is important because when you're using an um, intranasal cortical steroid spray, you have to teach the patient, don't touch the nose mucosa with this spray. Because if the person is spraying the force of that spray on the, on the nose and the nasal passages, injury and trauma can happen. Because those tissues are very delicate. They're not used to anything touching them. And so we do not want our patient to develop a what? We don't want our patient to develop an ulcer <laughs> because the cortical steroid spray is going to not let that ulcer heal. There's going to be some more problems, contamination, all types of stuff, right? So we want to be safe nurses and the, the practice of proper medication administration, something you have to teach. And again, like I said, don't think because you're taking NCLEX PN that you don't have to know teaching. You do. You have to be able to give patient a medication and then also teach, teach them. Okay. And that's how we're safe nurses. One thing I love about it, I'm seeing you guys, you always know, you already know the drill. You're like four out of four. 
five out of five. <laughs> I got it. Uh, I'm a safe nurse today. And that is, that's what we do here. We know we go over the content to make sure that at the end of the day, we are safe nurses and the license that we earn is one that we deserve and one that we know that we've studied. How many of you guys feel like you are studying your tail off? Like you are just giving it all. Like, um, and so we do this for just a short time here, but we try to make it as, um, you know, we try to make it as pleasurable as possible if that's a thing. But I think with a thousand people showing up, you guys kind of like this. This is like your thing. So again, this was an excellent class. Thank you guys for showing up. I am in San Diego. I love it. I love the West Coast, but man, the stuff sneak up on you fast. It's like, I'm used to nine o'clock. I'm used to nine o'clock, but this six o'clock thing, it's okay. It's okay. Cause it was 80 degrees here. And so we got, you guys know if you're on the, if you're on the, the East, the West, the East coast, it's freezing back at home like 30 degrees. My kids went swimming today. That's how nice it is. So I love it. Um, again, guys, I will be again featuring myself tonight. If you have the V2, go in there, do any one of my lectures and continue to make progress. Okay. Continue to make progress. So the lives are really to help you stay on track. If you're in the programs, if you have quick facts, I do like the lives in terms of expounding the things in quick facts or the things in the V2 for you but I definitely want to see you either in the V2 or the free trial. Because you guys even asked me, the reason why I want you to be in the free trial is because a lot of the questions that you asked me, um, you know, about preparing for NCLEX, if you get into the free trial, those questions will be answered. So like, how do I know if, I'm, if I am ready for NCLEX? Like some of you just meet me, and you send me that message. How do I know if I'm ready for NCLEX? Well, if you do the free trial and you see how the content is structured, you can immediately tell is, have I been doing this type of studying or have I been doing something else, right? Um, you also ask me, how do I, you know, how do I read case studies? Where can I find case studies? Another thing is I failed with 75 or I failed with 80, you know, 85 questions. What does that mean? The free trial get in the free trial. Because if you failed NCLEX with the minimum amount of questions, it means because you didn't have the content that you needed. And if you go back to just doing what you did the first time, you're going to get those same results. Okay. Mrs. I will join the free trial now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the less common questions I get, people ask me, I failed with the maximum. Okay, I failed with the maximum questions. What does that mean? Get in the free trial. Okay, if you failed with 150 questions, 130, 140, your problem might have been second guessing yourself or anxiety. And so, what you need to do is start all over again. I know we don't like that, but every time you fail the NCLEX, you literally have to start all over again as if you've never tested before. That's the process. So I tell you guys, take a short time, take a short time to grieve because that failing the NCLEX is a loss and it's painful and it's devastating, especially if people know. People know that you graduated nursing school six months ago and you're not working as a nurse. People know that. And so if you, um, you know, 
if you avoid, <laughs> if you avoid that feeling, it's just going to sit there. It's not going to go away. You're never, you're never going to lose your desire to become a nurse. You're not going to lose it. So you can go and get another job. You can continue and be resolute that I'm just going to be a CNA. Okay. It doesn't matter. I'm making good money. Right. But you're still going to have that desire to be a nurse. And the fact that some of y'all are going to be paying student loans off as a CNA when you should have been paying them off as a nurse. So, you know, it will keep coming back on you every month. It will keep coming back when you have to pay that student loan off that you haven't passed NCLEX. And I know I'm telling the truth. OK, <laughs> I know that I am. But somebody needs to hear this. So you have to grieve. You have to get over it, you know, and start again. It's not the first time you failed. It won't be the last time. I'll tell you, even after you pass NCLEX, there will be challenges in nursing you're going to have to make a decision. Do I want to continue on or do I want to give up? And so if you have not passed the NCLEX yet and you're here and you're just watching, but you have not made a decision, I'm giving you an option right now. It's the easy one. Get in the V2 and study with me. Go all the way or get in the free trial and find out exactly where you are in your content knowledge. That's it. That's it. Okay. Um, I come on live every Monday and every Wednesday. So this week I will be at that nursing student convention. I'm going to try to give y'all all the good details, anything I learn about it. Uh, I've met some cool nursing instructors, but my goal here is to let people know that Remar, Remar nurse, Remar nurses are passing the NCLEX and the way that we do it, mm, the way that we do it is unlike anything else I've ever seen before. Just our community right now. Just the fact that on a Wednesday, a thousand nurses will show up and come to my class. That's that's phenomenal, number one right there. But the fact of the, the matter is that the moment I go live, even before that, when you guys are just chatting amongst yourselves, there are testimonials coming in as soon as we open up the room. OK, as soon as we open up the room, there's testimonials. And so not only are you guys just assembling to study, but then you're going on to sit in that room by yourselves and you're proving that you are learning things. OK, you're proving that you're learning things. So, again, I'm here to spread the good news. And I thank you guys for telling other people about RemarNurse.com, what we do here and uh, how people's lives are being changed. And of course, we give all God the glory. OK, we give our God the glory. And so I love that, too, about us. All right. Thank you guys so much from all over the world. You schedule your time, uh, whether it's morning, afternoon, wherever it is, Philippines, Hades, the United States, um, Saudi Arabia. I see all the people. Where are you from? Let me know where you're from. I just want to shout you guys out. Where are you from all over the planet right now? Just just put wherever you're from so everybody can see that this isn't. This is a global nursing community, like nothing else I've ever seen before. Yes. Okay. I see it. Oh, put these up. So good. Japan. Oh my goodness. Konnichiwa. All right. Um, what, what is it? What's, what's it? Uh, oh man. My Japanese is, is failing me right now. <laughs> yeah. Regina-san. Doskidorosku. 
That's all I have. Philippines, Tennessee, Haiti, PA, New Jersey, Minnesota, Fredericksburg, VA, New Jersey, Jordan. Ah, love it. Canada, Kenya, DMV. Yes, I love that. The DMV. I used to live there for a while. LA, California, Texas, Nigeria, Anaheim. We're so close right now. Illinois, Guyana, Cayman Islands. New York, Chicago, Reno, Nevada. I mean, listen to this. Came out. Am I saying it? <laughs> uh, everywhere. N Nigeria, Boston. Okay. I've never seen anything like this before. Tampa, Arkansas, Ohio. Thank you so much, Miramar. Thank you so much, Queens, New York, Colorado, Ohio, Chicago. What's the flag? What's the flag? I missed it. <laughs> Suriname. Am I saying that right? What flag is that? Is where? Barbados? Is that bar let, let us know. See, you, you count me with the flags. Thank you so much, Professor Regina. Regardless of where you are, you always show up to, to teach us all. Jehovah bless you so much. Thank you. Thank you. The Baltimore Ravens. Puerto Rico. Yes. Ohio. Sierra Leone. Haiti. Cameroon. Connecticut. Trinidad. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you here. God showed me your community. Yes. And that's what God said to me too. I believe that uh, a melting pot. Um, we are so close, Professor Regina. I, 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 God told me, he was like, you don't have to worry. The flag is Haiti. Thank you so much, Boston, Haiti. Okay, I got it now. I remember that. Um, God told me, you don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'll send my people to you. I'll send people to you. You just show up. And I see that, that is that is the promise that I'm seeing. <laughs> uh, California, Jamaica, Manhattan, Texas, Nigeria, mm, Trinidad and Tobago, Haiti. Love it. A melting pot of Remar nurses, glory to God. Isn't this beautiful? You didn't even know you had that many brothers and sisters. You had no idea. Look how many brothers and sisters we have that are Mexico, uh, Ghana, that, that are studying for NCLEX. You thought you were in this thing by yourself. No, it's, it's a whole host of us. What's the story where Elijah thought he was like the only one and God showed that he had like, what, 3,000 other, 7,000 other prophets? That's us. That's us. Maybe people maybe just see me, like they may just see me, but they don't know. I got a thousand of y'all with me tonight. Oh, so amazing. So amazing. God bless you guys. God bless Team Remar. Um, I know I got uh, Brandon in the chat tonight with me, kicking it with me and Mark tonight. And I'm so grateful for that. I love this community, guys. We are doing it big. And that's why I said, like the Facebook page or subscribe to the YouTube channel, please, because what we have coming up, I, I just, I just, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even say it yet. I'm sworn to secrecy right now. But we have some amazing things coming up to, uh, oh man, I asked God to help me and he sent me you. I, oh man. Whatever little bit I do for you guys, please understand that you are, um, you, you make a world of difference in our lives. Okay. God loves us and we are to love others as our sister and brother. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and so how we do that is we just encourage each other. It doesn't even take much. You just, you just 
telling somebody else congratulations or, um, you know, all the best or I'll pray for you if you pray for me. Like people come on here and they say, I'm testing tomorrow. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Like we see all that. Okay. We see all that. Yes. Ghana. I am from the United States of America, born in Boise, Idaho. I hail from Boise, Idaho. Then by way of Ohio. Yes. But I represent many, many, many of you as well. And so I'll be representing the Remar nurse community tomorrow at this convention. Uh, and then Friday, I think Friday as well. Okay. Uh, Queen Keen B says, I pass on my third attempt in Clex RN and now I'm an international RN. Woo, love that. International RN. Where are you from? With the help of Professor Regina and Mark and Remar family. Wow, this is amazing. Tanzania in the house giving God all the praises. Nurse Edwards, yes. Okay. Um, I start my V2 in two weeks. Can I get into the free trial for now? I think you have to have another account. You have to sign up. She, she can start it? Free trial? Okay. They say you can start it. Planet reunion. I love that. I love that. I've never heard that term before. We're doing a planet reunion right now. Yes. Okay. All right, guys, I'm not going to keep you, okay? I'm not going to keep you long tonight. We've been studying. You know, I don't like my classes to be long, but we just have some amazing things. And just seeing where everybody was from, man, it really just gives me another, because it really just gives me an, an extra um, extra boost, honestly. So I can, I will, I must pass NCLEX. All right, guys, so my assignment for you tonight, uh, this is the one thing that I will ask you to do. And then after that, you're on your own, but get into one of these two places. Either you have the NCLEX V2, and I think the sale ends soon, okay? The sale ends tonight at midnight, all right? So you got about two hours left, okay? Um, if not, you are in the free trial, and either way, you will see me in one of those two places next, okay? See me in... Um, let me know. Hey, you said you purchased the V2, started the maternity and pediatrics content. How, how is it going for you? You like it? How are you doing? Do you have your workbook? Are you following the study calendar? Let me know because I want to know how you're doing the program. It's very important to me, especially if you're starting off. I want to make sure, let me know in the comments that you are feeling good about your studying and that you're making progress. Okay. Because I know the maternity and pediatrics is the beginning of my course. Um, Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much for providing this amazing greatness to us all. It's yours. You, you guys will have it because the, what I do here, you guys will take it and you will do something greater. I know it. Okay. I know it. What you guys do, you, I will be seeing you. I will be seeing you in institutions. Um, I met one of my nursing students. She was a, she has a doctorate and she was a speaker at the last convention that I was in. Do you remember her, Mark? Yes. And so you guys are watching me now, but I know very shortly I will be seeing you on stages and I will be seeing you getting awards and I will be seeing you uh, in front of classrooms of your own. And that is the blessing. That is the blessing. I will be seeing you at Disneyland with your kids. And so that is a blessing for me to be able to see you guys. Um, in your fullness. I told my entire class about Remar. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Okay. All right, guys. I hope you have a wonderful night. We will be praying for you. I definitely believe this. If nobody has told you this, I'm telling you right now, you can, you will, and you must pass NCLEX. See you guys later. Bye-bye.